In the Lab, a Texans podcast that takes a different look at things. Drew Doherty and John Harris have their lab coats and goggles on and the Bunsen burners burning. Here's Drew. That's right. This is In the Lab, and I am Drew Doherty, and that is John Harris, right? That's me and you. So that makes me, John, and you, Drew. Uh huh. Last week, we were talking about a big road win, and we were getting ready for a big road contest against yep. the Colts. <laughs> Not the case this week. So let's talk turning points. We each have one that we want to discuss, but there were turning mm-hmm. points in the game and the loss at Indianapolis. We're going to start with yours, because usually I hog it. I'm a ball hog on these ah, things, right. and I go first. but. Uh, that's what we're going to do. We're going we're gonna to start with our turning points. We're going to get into the cream of the crop, and then we're going to get into this Raider matchup, or at least a key matchup within the game to keep an eye on. But, Johnny, there were I would say there were many, many turning points. Yep. But if you had to pinpoint one, I got which one. one are you choosing? I got one. This, okay. this, this to me was I, – I wanted to say when, when, you, when you first texted me and said, how do you feel about this? And I was like, yeah, yeah, yeah I think this would be a good one. I – I immediately thought about the first drive of the game mm-hmm. because you line up in illegal formation because Will Fuller's out. Then Dan Skipper gets called. They get called for illegal formation again because Skipper didn't. He did brush the chest like he's supposed to, but he didn't get Tony Crinton's attention to do it. Yeah. And so I felt like that first drive, if you go down and put points on the board, then maybe it changes a little bit that you're putting the pressure on the Colts. Maybe the Colts... And with that little bit of pressure, it just felt like the Colts felt a little bit like they were playing with house money all day, maybe. Um, so I thought about that drive. It's safe to say the Texans are going to go out of their way now to make sure that the ref sees the uh, the brush of the chest. Yeah. Passing, right? Yeah, I would imagine they're going to oh, they're going to get in their face and like like yeah, I mean yeah. They, they get up and hey ref, hey ref, and they're going to stand there and, and do like, jumping jacks beforehand yeah. and yeah. Well, the thing that was frustrating was I saw I saw Skipper go in there later, and I realized what the problem was the referee's not paying attention. Yeah, he's not paying attention. Skipper was standing in front of him for like five seconds, and then he finally said, "Oh, he's eligible." Yeah, and so it was frustrating. It's almost like your guard—you got to be guarding a guy in basketball where you put your hand in his face and wave yeah. it. So, anyways, mm-hmm. sorry, yeah. I divert. Um, I thought there were two. I thought there were two pretty big moments. But the Texans had made it 21-16. So coming out of half, the Colts go down, score. Make it 21-9. I'm like, oh, boy. We're in trouble. But then we go five plays, 75 yards. Gorgeous drive. Don't face a third down. We did it in a minute 46. Yeah. I mean, it was like bang, bang, bang. It was fun to watch. Mm -hmm. So now it's 21-16. We've answered that touchdown with a touchdown of our own. Okay, defense, do your second half thing. You get them to third and 11. Taking mine, dude. Am Take I taking yours? That's all right, though. Go okay. forward. I got another one. Okay. Third and 11. They force Jacoby Brissett with pressure. He basically throws the ball away. And it was third and 11 at the... Uh, Indy 24. Yeah, right. You're off the field. Third and 11. Defensive holding. Five yards. Mm-hmm. Okay, so that's that's part A. It's Part five in. yards, but it's a first down. It's a first That's, down. That kills. It's a killer. So they continue on, and they get they pick up another third down by hitting Ebron. They pick up another third down hitting Hilton. 
They get um, then they get to second and fifteen, third and twelve. Third actually, it's third and goal at the twelve. It's part B. Yeah, I know where this is. Incomplete pass to Zach Pascal. Perfect coverage. Philip gains the position. Going to force him to a field goal now. Kick the field goal. Vinatieri's been, you know, he struggled early, but, you know, look, it's a chip shot. It's at the 12. It's 29 yards, less than an extra point. He makes that as 24-16. Now, okay, you held him. Go down and score, and then you can decide whether you want to kick the extra point or not. But instead of being 28-3, it's 20, you know, or 28-23 later in the game, it's 24-23. Mm-hmm. So now there's a little bit of a situation there. But no. Part B you get called for unnecessary roughness unnecessarily and not by the ref's call. The ref made the right call. Yeah. So the, the, the replay is clear. He made the right call. Give them a first down and goal. They score uh, with the little shovel pass to Zach Pascal. Mm-hmm. Those part A and part B. Defensive holding on the third and 11. That unnecessary roughness that ended up giving them a touchdown and made it 28-16. to 16. Because what's been the hallmark of this Texans team over the last month or so in the third quarter? Dominating the third quarter. Exactly. Both both second half. I mean, the Texans are they're one of the leaders in the second half scoring points throughout the league. They might be the leader at this point. I know a couple weeks ago they were second. Yeah. I think going into the Chiefs game they were second, and they scored how many in the second half? Well, they scored a bunch in the – they didn't score a bunch in the second half. Now they scored a bunch in the first half. They scored eight in the second half. And then uh, – they scored 14, so 22 plus 87, 85, I'm sorry, is 107. So they've scored 107 points in the second half of games this year, which is pretty darn salty. I mean, you're, the, what is that, like 15 points in the second half on average? Yep. That was a long drive, John. So 12 plays, 75 yards, three penalties. And, yeah. And the conversions and on third down that they ended up getting, oh. just brutal because guys were guys were – Wide open, unfortunately. But you should have never been in a situation. It should have been a touchdown for the Texans, a three and out, you're off the field, you get the ball back, and now Uncle Mo is all on your side. Part A, defensive holding. Part B of the turning point is the unnecessary roughness. So penalty. it looks ugly, man. It's 28-16 at that point. And then next next drive, Hyde gets stopped for a loss of one. Hopkins for 10, incomplete to Stills. Okay, Texans are going for it on fourth down. You get it. You got it. You got the fourth down and one at the 48. It's an incompletion. That looks bad. Okay, so here's my turning point. Next drive for the Colts, it's basically three and out. They punt. Mm-hmm. After that, I, I said, I turned to DP, I said, Texans score here and get one more stop. Game over. Texans right. run away with this thing. I think right. they, they absolutely run away. So, following that three and out, what happens? Hyde gets 10 yards. Ooh, looking gorgeous. Hopkins, 15 yards. Mm-hmm. Looking gorgeous. Oh, I know where you're going with this. But then Hyde gets stopped for a loss of three. Deshaun scrambles for 11. Hopkins, you hit him for 15, and then the pass gets picked off. So, I think that right there, that was yeah. a tough one. But you still you were had moving chances. The ball. But you still had chances I know, because the defense, four punts, John, just get in a, the fourth quarter. In the fourth quarter, fourth quarter, you get a you get a score after one of those punts, and I think the Texans, it's like an avalanche, and that the dam just breaks, and they finally get going. Yep, the, those were my turning points. There's kind of a few of them in the fourth quarter. My first one was the one you took, yeah, because I think third quarter on they they roll in this one. Yeah, now it's ifs and buts and candy nuts, and we're all making excuses, but those are some turning points for us. 
give credit to the Colts. You can't make mistakes against the Colts. They're going to no. beat you. That, it's a well-coached team. It's a talented team. But I like the Texans' chances the next time they come here. And giddy up. Hey, before you get into your cream of the crop, though, want to remind you, post-game entertainment starts with Redbox. Redbox, they have the newest movies, fresh from the theater, starting at just $1.75 a night. And for $3 a night, try the hottest video games for PS4, Xbox One, and Nintendo Switch. Go to the box at your favorite retailers or stream new movies instantly on demand. How about that? Stream them. Get together with family, with friends, the crew, whoever. Make it a movie night. Make tonight a Redbox night. Cream of the crop. Who's your cream of the cropper? The cream of the crop. Oh, that's a good one. I think DeAndre Hopkins has to be the cream of the crop on yep. the day. He was he was phenomenal. Nine catches, 106 yards. Should have been 10 for 110 and two touchdowns, but it was nine Three. for 106 and one touchdown. I've never seen Deshaun so mad. As he should be. He, he should have been. been. I mean, because here's and, – and it's funny because Mark and I talked about this, and this is very, very clear. If Deshaun is in the grasp and the whistle is blowing, then when Sheard hits him up top – it should have been a 15-yard penalty. It should have been a 15-yard penalty. You can't have it both ways. It's one or the other. If you're trying to protect him, then that shot should have been a 15-yard penalty. Yeah. So that, that to me is pretty clear. But that said, that said, that should have been four points for more for the Texans because he ended up kicking a field goal. Uh, I think De- DeAndre was fantastic. Uh, he took that shot right above the knee. Flipped. Got flipped over on that drive. Oh, back and that was such a great drive. But – he would he would be mine. Um, I was really hoping it was going to be. I was good. I was hoping it was going to be Deshaun. I thought the interception in the the first interception was one that he's like, you got to have back. That that he he'd want that one back. That was him just trying to make a play, feeling like, hey, we don't have many more drives in us, and yet you still had two drives after that. Mm-hmm. So wish they would have gone down and scored on that one, and then maybe had more time at the end, but. The second interception was not his. He put that ball on Kiki, just unable to catch it, and Leonard made one heck of a play. But I, I would say DeAndre Hopkins. He was exceptional all day. Pierre Desir is known as the Hopkins killer. Well, he didn't kill much of nothing on Sunday against Hopkins. So uh, I would say DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, I, Pierre Desir is a good player. But a good player, yeah. need to slow wrong. down with that Hopkins killer nonsense because yeah. Hopkins was playing without a shoulder, yep. with, with banged up legs last year when he did quote-unquote shut him down. Right. So let's just calm down there, friends. Yeah. Not to take anything away from this year, but nobody's going to shut this guy down if he's healthy. My cream of the crop. The cream of the crop. I'm giving him to two players. You went with Hopkins. I'll go with Stills. Four catches, okay. 105 yards. Had the 45-yarder, had a 41-yarder. And then J.J. Watt. Yeah. I was ho- I was going to say, if we didn't if we oh, mention him. Goodness. J.J. Watt was whipping dudes' asses. Yeah, he was. Six quarterback hits. Batted down the pass first play of the game. Mm-hmm. He looked good, man. He was really, really causing problems for the greatest offensive line ever constructed. And um, <laughs> yeah, I thought I thought he was really, really, really good. And yep. I liked what the Texans did, man. Defensively, I didn't like you know all the stuff over the middle, the crossing patterns. But this was a run the damn ball. They've got hats made, and they ran mm-hmm. the damn ball for sixty two yards. Okay? As a side note, as a side note, I don't know if you could could hear this. Where you were, Drew, but when they announced the Colts starting lineups, I have never in my life. I mean, we've been to how many NFL games, seen offensive, defensive starters, you know, uh, coming out, crowd cheers from everybody. Usually cheers loudest for the last guy or whoever that last guy is. I have never heard the crowd cheer loudest for a guard. He's good, man. Quentin like Nelson they do is for good. Quentin Nelson. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's it's unbelievable. Uh, I remember when when uh, we were doing the 
mock draft survey and you would ask me about that and ask me like, well, you know, who would you mock and or who do you have at number one? My Harris 100 that year, I put it in September. I put Quentin Nelson number one, and I never <laughs> and I never moved it. Right. I never moved him. I mean, so he's why? phenomenal. He's phenomenal. But I will say, I will say, the boys, DJ Reader in particular, on one on one play in particular, I saw. I, oh my goodness, he bent Nelson backwards, driving him right into Marlon Mack and forcing Mack right in the arms of Zach Cunningham for a yeah. tackle for a loss. Reader gets no stat, but football heads saw that were like, whoa. But I thought they were going to throw in that football down in the end zone. But either way, we'll see them uh, week 11, Thursday night, November 21st, right here at NRG Stadium. Got business to take care of before that. So, um, And the Raiders coming to town. Yes. So which Raider matchup do you care about most? Not care about most, but, most, but which one are you watching the most? It's a good one. Uh, I think that Raiders have a very underrated tight end, Darren Waller. Mm-hmm. He's a former wide receiver at Georgia Tech, turned tight end. He doesn't block a ton, but he's a – Big, bad matchup, and the Texans did not match up really well with Eric Ebron the other day, which is not surprising because Ebron and man – going man coverage on Ebron is not the easiest thing in the world. I thought – you know what? Ebron made a hell of a play on that touchdown catch. I thought the coverage was okay on that. Oh, the coverage was good on that play. A, he just wanted to make no, no, no. a phenomenal catch. No, the, co- the coverage was exceptional And I know you weren't play. saying he wasn't. But, no. It wasn't, but I just – I want to make sure that that's pointed out like – because you also had the shenanigans with Quentin Nelson there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because he's going to the flat. Yeah. And they basically went to the same spot almost, which was weird. I don't yeah. Know if it was totally Nelson went to the way. flat, and then Ebron. Well, it's supposed to be as Nelson goes to the flat, and Ebron goes to the back of the end zone to give you two options, and you know you're hoping that you're hoping that Nelson beats. And Nelson did beat Gaines off the ball. Like Gaines, I think realized, oh crap, that's my guy, and then Gaines sprinted out there and got there. But that was one fast moving dude getting to the flat. I'll say that. Uh, if he would caught a touchdown pass, the place would have fallen down. That all said, I think Waller this week ends up being a tough matchup. But the biggest thing I think the Texans have got to be able to do this week is tackle Josh Jacobs. Mm-hmm. Now, the run, the run defense was very, very good against Indianapolis. And I don't think Oakland's offensive line is quite like Indianapolis, but they got a couple of bare-knuckle brawlers up there. Uh so they'll hey, hit you in the face. Derek Carr has been sacked eight times yeah. in seven games. Eight times, John. So they'll they, hit, they've done okay. They'll hit you in the mouth. Um, they protect Derek pretty well. They uh, they run the ball pretty well with Josh Jacobs. But the one thing I noticed, the Packers, the Packers had guys at the ball, but Jacobs would run through those tackles. Mm-hmm. So I think Waller is a is a tough matchup. But Jacobs tackling him ends up being probably the biggest aspect of this game. If you tackle Jacobs and not allow him yards after catch, don't get him out in space where he's able to pick up two, three, four extra yards running through weak tackles or whatever the case might be. Then you got a good opportunity to slow them down at least. But I think Waller at tight end, Jacobs running the football, and how hard he runs the football end up being pretty big keys. My keys, my matchup to watch, Texans wide receivers against the corners of Oakland because they're young. Yep. And I think they're good, but I think you can expose these guys. Yeah, they're talented, yes, very much so. They're talented, but I think you can get after them because I like like the talent in DeAndre Hopkins and Kenny Stills. Yes, I do too. And Kiki QT. Yeah. That's what I'm going to keep an eye on because I think you can run on these guys. Mm -hmm. And I think if you gash them via the run and then dash them via the pass deep, I think think you can can control this game. But it's going to be tough. It might be a lot like the Packers game. Yeah. I think it could very well be a lot like the Packers game. In that, if the Texans continue to, if, if, the, if the Texans O line protects Deshaun, 
he should have opportunities to find areas and move the football. So if you don't give the ball back to him, then you can have an opportunity to put four, five, six touchdowns up on the board quickly. And now all of a sudden they've got to get away from Jacobs, and now they've got to throw it as much as possible to stay with you. And that's just I don't, that's not what they want to do. They want to be balanced. Mm-hmm. They want to be balanced, but you get ahead of them, a couple, three touchdowns, all of a sudden that balance tips to where Derek Carr's got to throw the ball. And then we'll see if that offensive line can hang, you know, can, yeah. can hold up against what Rack can possibly throw at it. And I'll say this. I think the pass rush for the Texans has been good. Even last week, I thought it was good. There were times where they they harassed yes. set. I mean, they would clip they his beat heels him up. when he's throwing. They, yes. they knocked him down. A they, number of times. They got him off his spot. They look good. I mean, yeah. J.J. Very Watt, much so. everyone made it out like this is the greatest offensive line ever, and they are very good. I, I wonder, hey, were they extra bowed up because this is such a great offensive line, because it's such a such yeah. a nasty taste in the mouth from last January? That Probably. You know, I thought they looked awesome. Yeah, I thought, I thought they, they played they very, really very good. well. Just got to figure out the coverage. I mean, that was mm-hmm. – Anyways. Yeah. All right, that's going to do it for this In the Lab, John. Let's talk about a win next week. Yeah, let's do it. We're going to have to do it on Monday because I'm leaving Monday night for Lundres, London. Yes. So Pumped? Very pumped, but i got a lot of stuff in between now and then. I'm going to a World Series game. Oh, good for you. I'm giving a monster speech. Good for you. On Wednesday before that game to some place, and it's got me nervous. And then um, we got this game here. So, yeah. I'm going to think about the things in front of me before I start thinking about London. Very cool. All right, bye.